Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss the election that took place in Israel, the elections taking place in the United States, and the results of the elections in Brazil. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. So I feel like we need to go over why we haven't been releasing episodes recently. And the reason is very simple, because Rhodey did not have internet where he was. So I'm blaming it all on him. It's all his fault. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. It's, you know, I just moved, and I just moved to a new place, and we didn't have Wi-Fi, and, you know, it's been a whole uh, a whole uh, to-do, and, you know, it's just been, you know, and it's been like a mess, so, essentially. Yeah, they, in Israel, they really schlep getting the Wi-Fi to you in time. Yeah, so, um, but we're back, because I finally have Wi-Fi, so, or, you know, as like I like to say it, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, we have Wi-Fi. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so before we continue, I remember we did, we, we actually did an election episode before, but I feel like this is the real election special, if you think about it, right? Um, I guess. I mean, I mean, this is just, we're talking about more elections. <laughs> but we're talking about three different elections. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so... If you like when we talk about elections and also talk about other things, uh, you should help us out by liking the video, sharing it with all your friends, and subscribing to the channel. In addition, hit that notification bell to be notified of our latest uploads. We also upload to all of your favorite podcast platforms, so if you like using Spotify or Apple or any of those, we're available on those platforms as well. We know that... In order to become a bigger podcast, we need the help of our audience. So if you like our work, please let us know by sharing it and telling all your friends about it. That way we can become bigger. And as usual, if you want to comment on the video or send us something on Instagram. Actually, I just opened up a Twitter. Really? Oh, now you're a fan of Twitter now. (laughs) Well, uh, Elon Musk uh, just bought it, and I figured, oh, well, I could do my hate speech now, so I'm going to do it on Twitter. Woohoo. I need to pick a picture. Exactly. So I'm going to be doing lots of hate speech on Twitter now, so if you want to follow me on Twitter for hate speech and, you know, other things, you're free to do so. It's at Luke R-S-T-O-C. No, really? wait, it's yeah, it's it's Luke right side of the compass, but I did, you know, R S No, it's R S O T C. Basically right side mm-hmm. of the compass. But like, you know, uh-huh. it's at Luke. You need to open one as well, Rody. You need to open uh a Twitter so that we can tweet at our favorite I have a I do have a Twitter account. I mean my my own personal Twitter account and I only have one follower. <laughs> Is it your mom? No, my mom doesn't have Twitter. Aw, I'm so sorry. Who follows you on Twitter? Well, when I was working at another company somewhere, and it was one of my coworkers. You know, she just followed me. I'm like, yeah, I have one follower. So, but we're going to get you a roadie uh, roadie account so that you can tweet some hot takes at our favorite politicians. Also, so you can like my tweets. Because, you know. Yeah. Anyways, so anyways, so let's let's get down to the meat and potatoes of it. The Israeli elections just happened. 
Uh, I think in Israel, there's two reactions to this main reactions anyways. Uh, but let's, let's get down to business. Topic number one, one is these. Re- yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say one of those reactions is like, you know, the, the video of like the guy screaming like, no, after Trump was elected, <laughs> that meme. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get okay, into that. Okay. Okay. We'll get in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So the, the topic one, this is what's written on the outline and I really like this. So I'm going to share it with you. Uh, the Israeli right wins a major and decisive victory it, with a question mark on purpose. I'm not being a valley girl. It's nothing to do with that. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> let's so let's get let's go over the uh, the what happened. So last Tuesday there was an election in Israel. At last Tuesday, as of the recording, I think it's going to be published afterwards. But as of recording, it was last Tuesday. And we had an election here in Israel. And what happened? So basically, we were I was scared we were going to get into another gridlock. Uh, as you may or may not remember, we had Hadar Mukhtar on the on the on the podcast. And uh, I don't know, we were talking about gridlock, this, that. Uh, turns out we had nothing to worry about because we'll, we'll go into why this happened. But essentially, the Likud and the right broadly speaking as of right now we had a major victory on the right so Ooh. as you as you may or may you, you don't sound so excited uh, electoral gridlock is over i mean i i guess i am excited i'm just not really like an emotional person i mean to be fair you didn't sit through the last four elections so <laughs> Yeah. You weren't here. You weren't here for the last four elections. You just came at the end and you voted, and you're like, "Oh, look at that! <laughs> oh, look at that! You know, a regular election. <laughs> not, no, don't need another one." <laughs> you were. I guess you. I guess it was because I came that this happened. Then. Well, to be I fair, this is my to, just as I had this divine, um, you know, you know, uh, presence, you know, here. To be fair, it was my third election, so because I missed the oh, last. Please, two. Please, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. So this is my third election. So, uh, yeah. So that's what happened. So just to give a breakdown of who who won and who lost, the Likud got thirty two seats. Yeshatid got twenty four seats. The third biggest party, which this was a big shock to everyone. Uh, this is uh, Bitsal Smutrich's party, right? So Likud is Benjamin Netanyahu, Yeshatid is Yair Lapid. He was the interim prime minister. And we'll go into that for a second. Bitsal Smutrich and Ben Gvir and Itamar Ben Gvir got 14 seats collectively. So that's really good. They're like the third biggest party. And we thought they were just like the religious Zionist party. That was crazy. Then the National Uni- Unity Party by Benny Gantz got 12 seats. Shas which is the Sephardic religious party, got 11 seats. United Torah Judaism, which is the Ashkenazic uh, religious party, got seven seats. Yisrael Beitenu, which is a Vigdor Lieberman's party, got six. The United Arab List, um, Arishiman Meshutefet, got uh, five. Hadash Tal got five, and Labor got four. So as you can see, the big loser today is Meretz. They got nothing. Merit's got nothing. Uh, Ayala Chikade also got nothing. Uh, but who whatever. Who were, who were they? Uh, 
So Merits is another one of these left-wing parties that usually is part of the left-wing coalition. They didn't even make the they didn't even make the cutoff. Woo. So yeah, um Hadar Mukhtar's party also didn't make it in, so I won't be interviewing her for uh as a <laughs> member of Knesset. No no hate here, just she didn't get in, unfortunately. It would have been nice to see what she would have done, but oh well. Didn't uh, didn't happen. Uh, anyways, so I think there's a couple things we need to discuss. Number one, I think, for, so first of all, I just want to go over. So because Netanyahu got 32, 32 seats, and then religious Zionism got 14, 14 plus 32 is 46, right? And then you take the 11 of Shas and the 7 of United Torah Judaism, that's another 18. So 46 plus 18 is how much, Eric? 46 plus 18, 56, 57, no, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 64. 64 seats. Okay, so that's that's very decisive. As far as Israeli politics go, that's a, that's incredibly decisive. Yeah, I heard it was like the most that like Yeah, the right broadly the right broadly speaking got a mandate. And I think, wait, who else would be part of that coalition? No, we don't even need, we wouldn't even need a Victor Lieberman's party. The reality is, is that everyone else is out, right? Yeshatid and the National Unity Party, they're the big, like, parties, right? They have 35 seats, right? Uh, if they mix with Yisrael Beitenu, then they're going to have... Uh, 35, uh, 41, and then labor would be 45. Because the United Arab List and Hadash Tal, their Arab parties are 10, 10 seats. They're not really going to vote with them. It, it looks like that's what's going to happen. Now, before we celebrate, remember, we don't, it's, it's not a right-wing government until it's a right-wing government, which is to say that Netanyahu still needs to build a coalition. And what a lot of people are worried about is that Netanyahu may decide, you know what, I'm going to build a, a coalition with Yeshatid and the National Unity Party. Really? Why? Makes so no sense. The, uh, so it does, like, because I be, because I, here's the thing. Well, because I think a lot of people are afraid of the National Religion, the Religious Zionism Party. Really? Specifically Itamar Ben-Gvir. Yeah, I know people are, are afraid of him and, you know, people are, you know, you know, they think that's going to be an extremist government and it's just going to be like. You know, I mean, I kind of hope I mean, I kind of hope it's an extremist government. I I, I, I kind of want it to be. I wish like I wish like we had an extremist government. <laughs> I wish we had a government that would do something like. I don't know. I think, I mean, I'm not bananas about the religious Zionism party, but I I have, you know, I have an open mind. Uh, but I think it would be a big mistake for Netanyahu to partner with Yeshatid and the National Unity Party, not even because I disagree with their policies, but I think from a political standpoint, we, this is where the, this is what the people wanted. You know, this is, this is kind of broadly speaking, Likud, religious Zionism, Shas, and United Torah Judaism. That's what they wanted. And by the way, I'm not bananas about uh, Shas and United Torah Judaism. I'm not bananas about religious Zionism, right? But the reality is, is that they're the ones that got in power. People didn't vote for religious Zionism, hoping that 
yeah, your Lapid would be the, the prime minister. They voted thinking uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is going to be the prime minister and Batal Smutrich is going to get, I don't know, defense minister or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So that's what I think, broadly speaking, they got. And I think Netanyahu would be wise to accept that mandate. It seems that he is, but you never know. Until they announce a coalition, you can't be too sure. Um, so I don't think he will, but I'm kind of hoping he doesn't. Anyway, so why did the right win so bigly? I have a I have a theory as to why the right won this time. And I think, I mean, listen... I do I want it to be because Israelis are becoming more right wing and based and whatever. Yes. However, I don't think that's the reason. I think the reason is because Yair Lapid was the prime minister for three months. And in those three months, he did something very stupid. He started doing things as prime minister. He was very dumb because if you're an interim prime minister, your job is to sit there and keep the seat warm. Right. That's what that's what his job was. Him and Bennett, but even more so he was. Bennett, at least, was the prime minister of an actual government. Yair Lapid was the prime minister of a interim government. Right. And so what he could have done was he could have said, you know what, I'm not going to do anything. And here's what I'm going to do if I become prime minister. But in the time that he was the prime minister, he made that terrible deal with Lebanon about the gas, which I'm not quite sure what happened, but. We didn't need to make a deal with them. We didn't need to make any sort of deal. We could have just like, did not it go made through? it through. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, listen, the reality is Benjamin Netanyahu can say, I'm not going to honor that deal anymore because it was made by an interim government. And honestly, if he did that, I'd be so happy. But they said they're going to honor the agreement. And you know what? Part of me is like, yeah, that's probably for the best. Even if it wasn't, uh, even if it Why? was made with. Only because I don't think it's a good idea for your country's word to mean nothing. Remember, you like remember if you make a deal with America a government does that all the time. Like Trump will like oh give a uh, he'll uh, executive was it what's it called like executive an executive order yeah just, executive order yeah it was order and then you know Biden came and just like undid all those executive orders you know like so it's the same concept right but I don't think. I mean, like, listen, I think it's a little different specifically in this case because Yair Lapid was an, was an interim prime minister. So I think the argument could be made and certainly I would like for it to be. But I think generally speaking, I want there to be some continuity between governments, which is to say, I don't want it to be that if we're making diplomacy with other nations that just we then other that other nations will think, oh, if there's a right-wing government, they'll honor it. If there's a left-wing, they won't. Because I don't want other governments to start getting involved in our inner uh, in, in, in politics because what they might do is, well, there's certain agreements that benefit us, so then they're going to start interfering with our politics somehow. And I don't really want that. I think it's better if people know that, like, at least there's some kind of continuity. They're not just going to, on day one, like repeal all the treaties they make with people just because the the new politicians got in and i think that by the way that's a very good way to have stable politics is if you honor the agreements you, that other politicians made even if you wouldn't have made them at some point you have to honor them but uh yeah but i think people saw yair lapid doing that and he also was talking about a, a nation for a, a state for all its citizens which sounds nice in theory but it isn't that isn't what Israel is, because no no state should be that. Every state has a nation that it answers to and that it is there to protect the interests of. And for Israel, it's the Jewish people. And I think even a lot of the 
left-wing people, they said, well, I kind of don't want that, right? Because I spoke to um, – I have left-wing friends. I go to a university, so I have left-wing friends. And that's uh, – I get the idea that a lot of people, you know, in, in left-wing people, they want a Jewish government, just a secular one. They don't want a, a, a government, for, a, a state for all its citizens because they recognize that, you know, even if the Arabs – we shouldn't kick them out, Right. They still want a government that, you know, respects Jewish holidays, that gives them off on certain things, you know, that that is for Jewish people, that the point is for Jewish people, just like the British government should be for Britain and the French government should be for the French, you know, you know what I mean? So I think people were very concerned about that. Uh, but yeah, that's honestly why I think they lost. I don't think it was because people were sick of the gridlock, because I don't think there are a bunch of people that don't like Benjamin Netanyahu. I don't think that's. I think they realize, oh yeah, Elapid's gonna screw up. So they they're like, no, we can't have that. We we're gonna have Benjamin Netanyahu back, which is kind of a shame because I'm not a big fan of Netanyahu. But whatever, we'll see what it is. <sighs> so yeah, anything else to add? Uh, no, nothing more to add. Um, you know. I wish uh, the new uh, government, uh, you know, Hatzlacha and good luck. And, uh, you know, we'll wait to see what happens. It'll, you'll probably, you know, people who are listening, you'll probably hear more about uh, what's happening in the near future. Yeah, they will. They, they had some interesting policies that I kind of, I kind of want to see them follow through on, but, you know, we'll see. But yeah, I agree. I, I think the nice thing will be is if, if Netanyahu makes a government with religious Zionism and they're, and the other two religious parties will see at least a stable government, which after so long without a normal government, this was before COVID, we were having election issues, by the way. Um, it's going to be nice to have a stable government that we know is not going to fall apart at the drop of a hat, but we'll see. Anyway, so topic two, we're going to talk about the American election. So today in the United States, and as of recording this, there is an election going on as of right now. Uh, in the midterms. So we're going to see what happens with the midterms. So a lot of pollings are showing that the Republicans are going to kill it. Right. And now I'm going to, I'm going to put out a disclaimer there. Don't put it past the Republicans to seize defeat from the jaws of victory. What do you say? I said, don't leave it to the Americans to don't put it past the Republicans to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Okay. So, yeah. If you are, like, well, this is too late to tell people, but go out and vote, honestly. Go out and vote for the Republican, you know, Republicans vote are. I don't care that they're, you know, they're not your guy. At this point, we need Republicans in office. Just to put, just so that Biden, the Biden administration ends, essentially. We need the Biden administration to end. That's reality what we need. Okay, and as long as there's a, a, a Democrat House and a, and a iffy Senate, we can't have that. That being said, let's look over at the polls, right? Let's look at the polls. So I was looking at five thirty eight. This is what a lot of um, this is what a lot of uh, this is what a lot of the you know people are using. The Daily Wire is using this. Five thirty eight is a reputable organization. Um, final forecast, the Senate and most of its key races are toss-ups. So it looks like they're predicting that at the end of the day, Republicans will have 
50, 48 to 54 seats after the election. It looks like a lot of them are toss-ups, but I think that they're going to win them, assuming they have good ground game and they go and they campaign, but we'll see. What's more interesting is the House. The House, Republicans are favored to win the House, but like stupid win the House. We're talking about, according to 538, we're talking about, what are we looking at? We're looking at, hmm, interesting. What is it going to look like? I'm just looking at the article again. It it looks like they're going to win, I think, if I'm reading this chart correctly, it looks like they're going to win approximately 235 seats, 246 seats, something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that how, out of how many? This is out of 438. So. Okay. Or 435. This is for for the House, not for the Senate. For the House. Yeah. So it looks like Republicans are very likely to win the House. Is that good? Isn't the Democrats majority now? Only slightly the Democrats have a majority. They did really well last time. And we'll see. So. Uh So, so yeah, they're only nine seats ahead. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like nine seats ahead for winning, which is not a solid wow, majority. That's not bad. Yeah, and the dem and it looks like the Republicans are going to win bigly, but we'll see. We'll see. Really? I'm gonna, obviously, yeah. Tonight, I'm probably going to take a look at the at the numbers coming out, but again, it depends on multiple things. But here's wow. why the demo. Here's what the Democrats need to understand. First of all. Gas prices are everything. Everyone, like, I'm on Twitter now, and I see all these bad takes, right? So I see a lot of these Democrat activists, and they're saying, why are you voting for a fascist just because the gas prices are high? Uh, Dummy, because that's how they feed their families. (sighs) Dummy. Like, 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 I don't, uh, no one cares about minorities until their bellies are full. That's just the reality. If people feel their jobs are not secure, they will go and they will screw everyone over until until they have what they want. And by the way, by the way, if you want all these gay activists and you want all the abortion, you got to make sure people are are fed well because they're not going to vote for them if they feel like they're going to take you're going to take their money. By the way, now I'm not talking ethically. I'm talking Democrats, you want to make sure that they have money in their pocket. Guess who doesn't have money in their pocket right now? The middle class, the ones who are trying to screw over. So there's that um, I really do think they put transgender on the ballot. Uh, no, let me put it this way. I was getting a lot of ads for Democrats, and a lot of them was like abortion, 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 abortion. They're going to take away a right of a woman to choose. Roe versus Wade, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, Roe versus Wade. So I think 538 is overestimating how much people care about that or perhaps not looking at it the other way. I think there's actually very, very few people who care that much about abortion. I really don't think there are that many people care. I think the people who care about abortion on the other side make a big noise about it, but I think a lot of people don't care about abortion that much. Meanwhile, I think abortion is going to motivate a lot of Republicans to get out because I feel like Republicans will not want them to mandate abortion on a federal level because that's what Democrats are saying now. They're saying, oh, we're going to mandate abortion on a federal level. Yeah, that's what the Democrats are saying. Right, and I think that a lot of Republicans are a lot of Republicans are going to say, uh, "No, you're not. No, you're not. They're just going to do that." So, 
The Democrats are screwed because, number one, their president is a vegetable. We've seen this. Every time he opens his mouth, there's a gaffe of some kind. It's like an easily uh, avoidable. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to give an example of I saw a video of one time. He was like walking with a blind person and like helping him like direct him. Yet he was the one asking like, oh, like, where am I going? <laughs> no, that, that I understand because if the blind person is he's trying to get the blind person to where he wants to go, you know, Joe Biden will I would I might ask a blind person where we're going, not because I don't see where I'm going, but because if the blind person wants me to take them somewhere, I I need to know where I'm taking him. You understand? But there's yeah, been a lot yeah. of there was a lot of gaffes recently. He said his son died in Iraq, which is just not true. Uh, you know, he he said bad a calf care on on live television. Bad a calf care meaning absolutely nothing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so among other things. So, you know, their president's a vegetable. Gas prices are through the roof. I think a lot of people are seeing that the Ukraine-Russia war would not be happening if Trump was in charge. They're 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 really screwed and they're trying to bank it on abortion, on the right to kill their child. And it's it's such a bad take, honestly. I don't know why they're doing it. Uh so I guess they're just trying to like call Republicans fascists or whatever, but it's not going to so work. So what do you So what's your prediction of what's going to happen? If Republicans win majority, nothing. Okay. Nothing will happen. No. Nothing will no happen. No chaos. I mean, I I assume some Democrats will probably break the glass do windows of some Starbucks in some big city, but other than that, I don't really see anything happening. Only because Republicans are sit on their hands and do nothing, and then wonder why people vote Democrat. Because I think if Republicans actually did things and made the country a better place, I think people would vote for Republicans, but they see Republic. People, this is how it goes. People vote for Democrats. Democrats do things. Those things are bad. And then people vote for Republicans so that the Democrats stop doing the bad things. And then people see their Republicans do nothing. And then the Democrats promise they'll do something. So people vote for Democrats and the Democrats do bad things. And so then people vote them out so that they stop doing the bad things. And you see how the cycle goes. Yeah, such a lovely cycle. Yeah, so I think the Republicans are going to sit on their hands. They're going to do nothing. They're going to get a Republican president in two years because Joe Biden cannot be the president in two years. I don't think there's anyone who can be the president. Um, and then what's going to happen is, is that uh, they're going to sit on their hands again. Or maybe Trump will be the president or maybe DeSantis will be the president. Who knows? But whatever, I don't think anything's going to happen if the Republicans win the House and the Senate. They're going to do big, fat nothing. Deadly squat. Exactly. But I hope they win just so that the Democrats stop bungling things. Doing nothing is sometimes better than doing something, you know, if you're going to bungle everything up. So perhaps the Republicans will do a better job. Anyways, let's talk about the Brazilian election results because we do have another election to talk about. And this one, unfortunately, did not go the way we wanted. So our friend and ally in Brazil, Yair Bolsonaro, narrowly lost to Lula da Silva. Okay, so would you like to, like, explain for the people who don't know about this election or um, stuff like that? 
So basically, from what I understand, and I, I again, I don't speak any Portuguese, so your guess is as good as mine. I'm an, I'm a newbie to Brazilian politics. But from what I understand, there were a bunch of candidates that were on the ballot at the beginning of October during the first round of elections. Yair Bolsonaro and uh, I think I think his name is Aloise Lula da Silva. Okay, they were the they were they were the runner they were the winners because there's two winners and then they have a runoff right and they had a runoff a month later and in that election Lula da Silva got like fifty point something percent of the vote and Yair Bolsonaro got forty nine point something percent of the vote like really narrow Who, who's right and who's left so Yair Bolsonaro is the right wing guy he's the one that's friends with Trump and he wanted to move the embassy to Jerusalem and all that. And Lula da Silva is another one of these uh, socialist types. By the way, I was looking at uh, all the parties. They have so many socialist and communist parties in Brazil. It's ridiculous. I'm not really? shocked that this guy won. I'm not shocked that this guy won. Like, looking, yeah, looking really at... interesting. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was looking. It's like, there's no, there's no way this guy lost. Like, anyways, it's just so much communism. I, 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 that's what I think of when I think of, like, South America. I think of communism. Really? Yeah, because... Well, the, I usually think of just corruption. Well, that's communism in a nutshell. They like these communist governments. They're not... Anyway, yeah, they're, oh, I also think of corruption. I don't think of... But I. But that's the question we're going to ask. Um, Bolsonaro previously insinuated that he would lose due to voter fraud. That's what he said in the past. That's what I picked up from all the articles I was reading about it. Uh, and then truckers blocked the road um, when they saw the election results. And I think the Supreme Court in Brazil ordered the police to disband the protests and whatever. Um, but I think here's the thing that we need to talk about. I don't listen. It is true that you know Steve Bannon and and uh, and uh, what's the name of Alex Jones's network? What's the name of that? Um, I'm having a brain fart here. The name of Alex Jones network is uh, Infowars. Infowars, correct. They're saying that Bolsonaro was cheated out of the election. Could very well be true. I don't know. However, this was also not smart of him to insinuate that he might lose due to voter fraud. That was not a smart move on his part. He should have assumed that he was going to win and told people to get to the polls and this, that. Uh, he's, this is what he said. He said that he, would, he might lose due to voter fraud. So if that happens, then, you know... And you lose to voter fraud. Wait, he said he might lose to voter fraud before the votes even happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's that's not a good idea. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Even if it's true, you don't say that. Well, you don't say it before it even happened. <laughs> right, but the reason you don't say it before it happened is because it discourages people from voting. If people think that their votes don't matter, if people think that they're going to be screwed out of the election, that is very then they're true, not going to yeah. vote. Yeah, it's, it's not a good way to get people out. The best way to get people out to vote is to tell people to get their rear ends to the polls. But you don't tell them, oh, I might lose to voter fraud. Duh. Like, Yair Bolsonaro is trying to do the Trump thing. It didn't work for Trump. That's the thing. It didn't work for Trump. Even if it was true for Trump, which, by the way, I have no problem admitting that I have my questions about the 2020 election, uh, which I'm now allowed to say on Twitter, by the way. So thank you, Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, even if I had my problems with it, I still wouldn't voice them until the election was over. 
Mm-hmm. This is a dumb idea by Mr. Bolsonaro. Is it possible that fraud took place? Uh, maybe. It's not like, like you said, I think of corruption when it comes to these places. Yeah. And there's a lot less things put into place to pr- try to prevent that, it seems like. Yeah, it, it could very well be that fraud took place. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, why did Brazil vote for De Silva? I don't know. Uh, so a lot of people are kind of saying that it's the election. They're in, I, from what I understand in Brazil, they're positing the election as, as a conflict between national interests and international interests. And that's true no matter which way you look at it, right? Jair Bolsonaro really represented nationalism in Brazil. And Lula da Silva kind of represents the kind of workers of the world, WEF, UN-approved kind of opinions. So it really is kind of the national versus international concerns. I think Brazilians, judging just by the amount of socialist parties that were running, it looks to me like they're very, you know, they are socialist and on some level. They are, they they do think that way. So uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe it will come out that there will be election fraud or whatever. But the reality is, is that once an election happens, you know, it's it's very hard to unspill the milk. You know what I mean? And here's the thing. The minute elections are called into question, the integrity of elections are called into question, it doesn't matter who wins anymore. There will always be doubts. There will always be... That's why it's very important... I said this last time. It's very important to have clear elections where you could trace what everyone was doing, have as little transfer... Like, have make sure you see who's giving the ballots. I believe in Taiwan... This is what they do in Taiwan. They have everyone come out and watch the counting of the ballots. Right? Everyone votes in person. Everyone votes in a way that's impossible to fudge. And they watch the vote counters to make sure nothing sketchy happens. And I think, honestly, that's the way to run elections. Because the minute you – because when you're running a democracy, every, every, everything is a religion, right? I, I always say this. Every, everyone has a religion. The question is what it is. And everyone has rituals. The question is what those rituals are. And in the religion of America, the religion of democracy – the ritual is elections and the elections need to be done in a way that is above reproach. The minute you have ballots going in the mail, you're worried about the chain of connection. You're worried about, did those ballots get to where they need to go? Do you trust the mailman? Like, and no, I don't. I want people voting where they are. And I want people voting in a way that I can tell who voted or at least see that the votes took place in a real way. Right. It's not appropriate to be counting votes done in a mail and 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 doing this and doing that, doing all sorts of things to make sure that that the voting is not fair, right? That means they can't be done by machines, they need to be done by hand. And yes, I know it's very archaic to say that, but voting needs to be above reproach. And whether Trump says it or whether uh, uh, Bolsonaro says it, the fact that these claims are made in the first place shows that these democracies aren't so good. Mm-hmm. They need to revamp yeah. the voting system. Uh, but anyways, that's uh, that's enough for me today. Well, what? so do you want to talk about what happened afterwards? 
Well, like I said, truckers blocked the road, but the Supreme Court said they needed to be moved. Bolsonaro, I think he said he's going to agree to a transfer of power. He never said that the other guy won, but he did agree to peacefully transfer power. I think that's the best move, honestly. Because we see that we see that claiming that the election didn't go the way you wanted it to and kind of saying, oh, voter fraud, voter fraud. We see it didn't really work for Trump. We see it didn't. It doesn't really work in general. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the real thing you need to do, honestly, is make sure it doesn't happen in the first place. And that's why it's very important that when the Republicans get in office, they, they need to standardize voting practices. They need a standardized voting system that cuts out all the machines, no more machines, everything will be counted by hand. I don't count I don't care if there's a couple of human errors, right? We need to go to Taiwan system where everything is done by hand. We all go out and we watch the vote. We treat it like a holiday in that way. We go out and watch the ballot counters to make sure that they're counting. Everything should be out in the open. Nothing should be closed. Everything should be as clean as possible. And we can only do that yeah. by, bol- by by bolstering the election system so that it's more honest and more open. That there's nothing, nothing, there's, so that it's above reproach. That's the point. Yeah. There's actually a movie like that. <laughs> really? What, what movie was that? Robin Williams. It's called The Man of the Year, where it's about a comedian that runs for president. Um, and there was like a new system, a new voting system that they put into place. And, you know, there was fraud or like a miscount and, you know, stuff happened and, you know, stuff like that. I don't want to yeah, say more because I, I don't want to say more because I don't want to spoil the movie, but uh, it's a good movie. You should check it out. Oh, okay. I guess I should. Anyways. Yeah. But I, th- I think we, we've, we've decided that the, these elections are, are outdated in the sense that, Either we're going to have honest elections or we need a different way of choosing our government because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So um... thank you for tuning in to the Right Side of the Compass podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We put in a lot of work. If you're interested in watching more of our content, you can do so on YouTube as well as all of your favorite podcast platforms. Remember to hit that like button, share this video with all your friends, and subscribe to the channel. In addition, you can hit the notification bell to be notified of all of our latest uploads. We're so happy that you were able to join us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.